For all your sporting news, reviews and previews, this is the Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the Sports Desk. You're on Sin. And what a cracker of an episode we have on your Friday. How bloody good is a Friday, by the way? I'm Liam Cole. I'm joined by Jason <laughs> Evans and Sam Manhattan. How are we, guys? I'm feeling interesting right now. It's a wonderful day. First 20-degree uh, day in a little while, which yes. is exciting. So spring is about to sprung. Uh, nice sprung. Sam Manhattan joins us live via satellite today. How are you doing, Sam? Good. Not the best in the vocal department. Mm. Didn't want to miss out on this crazy final round preview for the AFL, so forgive my vocal sounds, and hopefully I make it through the whole show. Well, don't worry about it at all. We've got Liam Cole here who has been checking up on the news headlines going into this Friday, and this is what he has found. Yes, so we'll go to AFL retirees and a lot this week. So... um, Sydney Swans ruckman Tom Hickey has announced his retirement at the end of the season. He has played 149 games and counting, and he's also played in four different states. So he's a bit of a journeyman. Started his career at the Gold Coast Suns, Saints, Eagles, and now the Swans. He's probably played his best um, at the Swans. He's been really good last week. He was, um, last year in the finals, he was superb, had a great game against Maxi Gorn, grand final not so good, but um, met him a couple of times. He's a great bloke and well done on a great career. Uh, your man, Jason, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. This has, time with a bit more closure, I say. Yes, has announced his retirement after 132 games with the Bombers and will get a farewell game tonight. How are you feeling about that? Well, that's the right thing. That, that's the right thing. That was something. Uh, in fact, if we go back a year ago, Jim, Jimmy Worth, who is an Essendon supporter, sat in this chair and probably went on about an eight-minute un- uninterrupted rant about the <laughs> rot that goes on at the Essendon Football Club. And one of his main gripes was some of these uh, journeyman players or some of these very loyal servants to the club didn't get any farewell games, and McDonald Tippin Woody was definitely one of them. It's, it was a wonderful story to see him kick a goal in his first game back in round one. Probably hasn't reached the form that he was able to reach, you know, at, at his prime, which is you know 2017, 2019 period. That clutch goal against North Melbourne mm. being the most uh, yep. prominent. But uh, as long, I reckon, as long as he can remain a mentor to the youngest and Aboriginal Bombers, I think he's going to leave an incredible legacy and become a great ambassador. And we're very thankful that he at least can end his career this time on the right note, his terms, and in a much better headspace than the last time. Absolutely. So we'll move on to Port Adelaide captain Tom Jonas, who will retire again at the end of the season after 215 games and counting. So he's been a very reliable player over the journey. Not the most talented, but you know what what you're always going to get from Tom Jonas. Um, So... This year hasn't been ideal, has been dropped a couple times, but a very good player and a great career. And then we've also got Jonathan Segler, who has retired from the game after 101 games for Hawthorne and who's also played for Geelong in the past couple of years. 13 seasons, so another journeyman, you could say. Um, yeah, very good player. Um, did what he had to do, Jason. Certainly did. Uh, it, it, yeah, and it's a shame also that he didn't really get too much game time as captain of the power. That's a bit of a shame. Yes, Tommy Jonas. Um, as I said, not the most talented, but great leader across the club. <laughs> not the most talented, <laughs> Sam. How's that? I brutal. mean, you know That's what I mean. Brutal. You know what I mean. <laughs> great play though. Um, I, I think we mentioned on Monday Phil Phil Davis. Yep. 
Now it's timely. Uh, he's he's retired. I know he's had some injuries and he's not played as much this year. But uh, look, it's convenient that he won't line up on Charlie Kerno now. Mm. <laughs> he's always oh, thinking of yeah. finals, Sammy boy, isn't he? God. Um. What else has been hitting news, Liam? Uh, okay, let's go to <laughs> <laughs> what. What have you been scanning through, Sam, today? Oh no, actually, I was going to say just a note on the retirees. I wonder, I mean, there's been a fair chunk, and I still think there's a few more to come, including probably uh, Ed Kerno. Um, I would say, though, they're going to have to be have a big traffic management uh, outside the G on grand final day. The amount of yep. utes going to be lining up. It's a fair <laughs> amount of ret- retirees. I don't know if this is more than last year, but seems like a lot. And you've got to add Sam Manigola, who retired earlier this morning and will get a farewell game against the Bulldogs. So another good player. And before this round of announcements uh, of retirements here, we already had, uh, it was pointed out, that you could fill in an entire AFL side or at least a team squ- yeah. a best 22 selection <laughs> squad out of the retirees this year. Yeah. It's an interesting class this year, Sam. Yeah, definitely. Um We'll move on now to the A-League, and they've announced the full season for the 2023-2024 season. Um, Opening round on October 14 and 15 for the Liberty A-League women before the A-League men kicks off on October 20 to 2022. Sorry, 2023. 20 to 22. That game is Adelaide United versus Central Coast Mariners at Cooper Stadium, Friday the 20th. Also on Saturday the 21st, MacArthur Football Club at Campbelltown taking on Brisbane Raw. Melbourne City versus Western United, Amy Park. Sydney FC and Melbourne Victory at Allianz Stadium. That is Saturday night, 21st. Uh, We'll also break down the Sunday one, and we're probably going to break previews. We'll be previewing probably those games when the games get nearby, and it's that week. Western Sydney Wanderers take on Wellington Phoenix Sunday 22nd as well as Perth Glory versus Newcastle Jets. Short turnaround. And uh, yeah, it's quick. It's it's a quick break. Um although it's funny, the in the world of football and the round ball, the A League apparently has the longest off season. So it's very abnormal for soccer players. But uh I just I guess we're used over here to having really long holidays, <laughs> which they're not yeah. used to overseas, I guess. We get a nice summer. I think as uh, as entrepreneurs and as a business class, where sometimes we might be just one of the laziest out there, Australia, hey, Sam? Um, yes. Also, the Asian Champions League draw has been completed. So Melbourne City are in Group H with confirmed um, opponents, Japanese side Vent Ferret Kofu, um, I think Thailand side Buriam United, and Chinese side Zaijing FC. Now, as we've been discussing with the investment in the Saudi Arabia League and how crazy is that, this Asian Champions League is suddenly going to be very, very interesting to look out to with the Ronaldos and the like. So it'd be amazing if we can get some A-League clubs facing in Melbourne uh, or around Australia against some of these big sides with like Ronaldo in it. That would be amazing. Absolutely. I don't mean to deviate too much from the sports desk here, but I have come in a little bit flat today, Sam, for the simple reason oh, that I'm no. a pro wrestling fan and I found out during the news that champion Bray Wyatt has passed away earlier today. 
Uh, one of my favourites, actually, during the mid-2010s. Uh, Patriarch the White Family was his character. He then went on to reinvent himself and become like the uh, Mr. Rogers meets Jason Voorhees in The Fiend in the Firefly Funhouse. And uh, returned as recently at Extreme Rules 2022, uh, debuting a bit more of a stripped-back version of himself. And unfortunately, he has passed away after months off television. And uh, the most recent news update came out of him was actually more positive, saying uh, it came from uh, a bout of COVID-19 and that uh, inflamed a a heart, ongoing heart problem that he had had. And he had been working tirelessly for the last few months to try and get medically cleared for a return to WWE in the near future. And there was positive signs pointing in that direction as recently as two weeks ago. However, today we have found out that he has sadly passed away age 36. And uh, just as a big pro wrestling fan, as someone who was watching a lot of him during his teen years, and as one of the most creative minds, the most... It's difficult. It's difficult to really pinpoint because he, he, one of the most creative minds, made with some of the most innovative characters in at least contemporary professional wrestling. It is such a a, a gut wrenching loss for me as a fan. I know Sam, you have a wrestling fan yourself who probably would be uh, feeling the same way as me. And I just wanted to acknowledge that as a pro wrestling fan. So, so forgive me for deviating a little bit more mm. into the sports entertainment realm of kind of things. We will be breaking down the Premier League no, that's coming okay. up short, it's coming up soon. But massive news to a lot of people. Yeah, it, and it came as a massive surprise considering yesterday we lost one of the hardcore legends of Terry Funk passing away 79. Uh, yeah, it's it's a sad one for wrestling fans like myself, and uh, I, I did want to just come on here and acknowledge that one. It's uh, we're, we're hurting today, um, but hopefully we can uh, live back on the memories. I know personally for Bray Wyatt, if, you, if you're interested in that character, I can tell you it's one of the most compelling things. Watch his SummerSlam 2019 entrance when he took on Finn Balor, the debut of The Fiend. Not only that, any match he had with Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble, fantastic matches. Even though the booking wasn't that great against John Cena at WrestleMania 30, fantastic match. Uh, and uh, the Shield versus the Whites, Elimination Chamber 2014, uh, one of the great uh, WrestleMania matches that never happened, happened the month before, as well as him winning the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber 2017, including John Cena, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, and The Miz, one of the great Elimination Chamber matches. Thank you so much for the memories, Bray. Now, the the last bit of info I've got here too um, Adelaide's Hindmarsh Stadium operas, operators appear to back away from Melbourne Victory fan bands. So yesterday was announced that uh, Melbourne Victory fans, uh, anyone that didn't have an Adelaide postcode, could not get tickets for uh, any games, well, a specific feature, a fixture in uh, next year in, I think, May against Adelaide United. Um, but the stadium operators have removed the post down now and uh, seem to be retracting um, which is interesting. Just, um, I think they sent out um, an inquiry to the league, the APL, and it was left unheard. So I don't know if it's been resolved or there's talking um, behind the scenes as we go on now about security issues and stuff. But uh, the footage that was put out of the fans' behaviour is the reason why. Um, and they've already been sanctioned across the last year. Um, so, but I can understand why the fear of uh, security issues and, and and the like. But uh, look, we're just, we're just hoping overall for a, a league that's uh, much more, um, you know, friendly environment with all these clowns not in the A League anymore. They did go on the ground, some of them, when they did kick a goal. But yeah, as you said, Sam, they've got a lot of history, and yeah, they're just um, ruining the game. To be honest. Yep. Any more stories from you guys? 
The only really major thing is is that there is a glaring absence here in the studio, Sam, and that is normally yes. we'd be joined by Jerry Yun, ah, but Liam, yes. we need to break down what he's actually up to right now, and we, this is our message of congratulations to him, Liam. Yes, so we all know Jerry, the great man, is a great runner, so he'll be competing in nationals tomorrow at four o'clock in an 8K run, so we know how hard he works. Had a bit of a niggle with his quad early in the week, which was a bit of bit of a scare, but he's all good now and he works really hard and we're all behind him, behind the sim, uh, sim team. So yeah, well done. Luck, Jerry. All the very best to you, Jerry. Uh, we'll be breaking down the Premier League later on, so I think there's only one thing uh, we need to do, Liam, and that right, let's go to a song. Yep, this is English Lad by Ben Garrens and EV. You're listening to Sports Desk on Sin. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. You're on Sin. That was British lad from Ben Jarrens and EV. Certainly and was. Premier League time. And it's time. Savvy? I think we've lost Sam Manhattan. So what's been happening, Liam? Um, obviously, just the first round gone. Hello. and. Uh, yeah, obviously, first round gone. Chelsea, bit slow. They play Luton Town tomorrow at 5am. Not sure about their squad. A lot of, you know, nobodies, to be honest. Uh, Sammy Boy? L- Luton haven't played a game yet. Haven't? Oh, yeah, it was Ben, wasn't it? So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, they're playing away to Chelsea, but none of their home fixtures have been played yet as they're still getting their ground ready. It's not up to Premier League standard. Um, so it'll be interesting when that happens. But, yeah. Yeah, so they haven't really thought that out, haven't they, Luton Town? Literally playing at a pub. <laughs> well... I mean, it's it's weird. If you've not seen Brentford Stadium, just have a look on Google Images. It is attached to houses, housing estates. We can't give this one up, years. Sam. Why is this? Is this just comedy gold to you two? <laughs> sure is, man. Well, I don't know. It's just bizarre. It's just a great story, I think. No one expected. Well, I mean, I mean, they're one of the ones, the teams that you pick in FIFA when you want to take them to the Champions League. It's not one of the ones you think actually makes it. But, um, well, there you go. Uh, also this weekend, um, Bournemouth and Tottenham tomorrow, 9.30, the early game. Enjoy them while they last before the daylight savings comes to haunt us. Um, Brentford and Crystal Palace, midnight as well. Arsenal and Fulham. Man United and Nottingham Forest. Uh, Everton and Wolves. Brighton and West Ham at 2.30 on Sunday morning. Sheffield United and Man City, 11pm Sunday night. Burnley and Aston Villa, the same time there. And then Newcastle and Liverpool finish the round Monday at 1.30am. That's a really interesting fixture, uh, that last one, Newcastle. Uh, going down 1-0 to Man City last week. And Liverpool looking a little better as well. So I think they're, they're going to be flying up the table, I think, again this year. Um, and uh, just Man United, I guess, to look out. First loss to Big Ange Tottenham. Yeah, as I said on Monday. Hopefully he can keep his run going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just not sure where they're going to score the goals. They gave Son the captaincy, which is great for him, but, you know, I think sometimes we forget how poor he was 
last year. He could barely score. Maybe his mind was off the game. But with Kane gone, I just don't see how they're going to score, Sam. Yeah, but I don't know. The, the way that Ange, and I think we spoke about this the other week, is that his attacking style of gameplay, and it's similar to Pep's where, um, I, won't, I mean, it's hard to compare them because there's a lot of really exciting players, but we won a Premier League without a striker. And now we've got one and we did it again. So there's ways that you can score without having the main man in the middle. Um, and, and what Pep does and what Ange does a similar kind of thing. You, a lot of players will become attacking. Um, whether you are a defensive player or not, I, I still think. But um, there's still time for them to bring in someone, I think, before the window closes, which I'm not sure when that closes. But Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's basically a two-team competition right now. I think Man City are above the rest, a class above, and then you got Liverpool, I think. Gee, don't give Sam another big head, bloody hell. I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) I mean, Man United, they're not going to win the league, are they? I mean, Tottenham, with their list, probably not. They could make top four. But in terms of who's going to finish top, top two, I think Liverpool, with Salah's form, he's been fantastic. Diaz as well. Um, they look pretty It's a very strong. long season. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, and I know City have done it a couple of times in a row, um, but it's just one of those things. It's very hard to maintain, especially when you're a big team that's playing other competitions as well. I mean, the treble doesn't happen every year. That happened for the first time in 20 years almost. Um, so I don't know. It's still very, very early. Absolutely. What about West Ham? They were really good against Chelsea winning 3-1. You know, they could possibly make a claim for top four. What do you think? Yeah, I'd I'd like to see them back up there again. I think the the season they had last year was definitely not not where they wanted to be, um, considering the one before that. Um, So a good first outing for them last week, but... uh, like to see more of them. Uh, and then their opponent is an interesting one because Brighton, they're the other one that's pl- been played very well. They did. Um, obviously, losing Casido to Chelsea is not ideal, but they're okay. I'm still a bit angry for them getting rid of Matt Ryan, but what do you think, Jason? Who do you <laughs> think will push for top four this year? Uh, who's pushing for top four? I don't know. What do we, what, I don't know. I don't watch too much round ball. I've, I, I, I think I've followed the uh, the Matildas narrative of, yeah, I can stop liking soccer now that they're out. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, um, Premier League fans. Aston, <laughs> Aston Villa, maybe not top four, but they're playing European uh, football for the first time in I don't know how long. Um, and from their first game, they look impressive. So I don't know about top four, but definitely maybe top seven, top six or seven for them. They did get Tillemans from Leicester City, which is not about pickup. Um, watch a video on TikTok of him wearing a head cam in a pre-season game. That was fantastic. Oh. Excellent. Got good for the Jason. We should move on to the Australia Cup, which is enters its round of 16 this weekend. So kicking off on Saturday, Sydney United 58 play Brisbane Raw. At 2pm on Saturday, Melbourne City plays Sunday against Wellington Phoenix. Always seem to get a fixture against them in the Australia Cup. Uh, Tuesday, Melbourne Knights FC in Campbelltown City. Uh, Tuesday, also Western Sydney Wanderers and Adelaide United. Um, Then Metro Stars versus Inter Lions FC. 
APR Leichhardt FC take on Sydney FC on Wednesday, as well as the Gold Coast Knights and West United. And then finally, Mount Druitt Town Rangers. Wow. Heidelberg United. <laughs> That's I've never heard of Mount Druitt Town Rangers, but there we go. Yeah, do you think a club team like Heidelberg could have a chance of winning or has any club team had a chance? Well, we saw last year they got to the semi-finals. I think Sydney mm. United fifty-eight. They knocked out uh, West United in a penalty shootout. So it has happened. I don't think any of them ever reached the final. Um, I need to. My memory's probably. Is bad, that because but I feel like they you made know A League teams, Sam? They play the kids, the sort of B C team. Is that why the clubs club teams have a chance or? Uh, to, to a certain degree, yes. But uh, I think it's the warm up for the season and they want to get things ready and they'll be trialling things. So I guess at some parts, yes, the um, A-League teams in some points of it are vulnerable, but at the same time, it's silverware that they want to win and you, you want to win that to start a season on a good note. Yep, so round of 16, Sydney United take on Brisbane Raw tomorrow at 2pm. Jason, cool. <laughs> this is a rib uh, now. <laughs> Come on, we've got to support the, the leagues now. We all got yes, behind Matildas. And... Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I would like to see, be interesting to see the, the intake of uh, the Liberty, Liberty A-League women to see how many, if there's a massive spike in attendees to those games because I think that'd be overall really good for the competition. Well, you'd hope so. But that is the round ball at the moment. Absolutely. All right, round ball coverage done. Time for some AFL after this fun. We've got some fun, John Newman, Liam. Okay, this is Feel the Love from John Newman. You're on the Sports Desk on Sin. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. You're on Sin, and it is time to talk about the last round of the home away season, round 24 in the AFL. It's already here, is it? Bloody hell. It's been a wild ride. Hit the siren. It hit the siren, but uh, you got to imagine it, pretty much. That's, I think that's oh, the you don't have it? No, we do, we do have it. It just rolled silently. And uh, no, actually, I do realise what it is. Technical difficulties. This will make a sports botch montage at some point. <laughs> oh, Check us out on Instagram, Sports Desk Sin. Here's the AFL. Beautiful. There we go. Yay. That's how you do it. Uh, the the uh, blooper reel. Let's just add it to that. Uh, big game tonight. Well, big game. Gee, that's the biggest lie I've told in this entire run I've had on the sports. No, I've it's been a big game. Every year. It's a big game. It's Essendon versus Collingwood. Collingwood are going to win by 10 goals, but at the mean... But... Oh, well, we'll get to that, but wait. Well, I mean, 150th game for Darcy Parrish. The farewell game for Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody and Collingwood at the top of the ladder. I ch- Essendon always choke these. But in the meantime, because it's Friday night and it's allegedly a blockbuster game, Liam, we have Mr. Channel 7 Man to break down the game. Friday focus. Them against uh, the Wobbles. us is the narrative going into this round 24 game. Uh, I've been piping up since probably mid-year that their premier's in waiting, so there's not much convincing you can do for me. However, back in the side is Bobby Hill and Jordan Degoe. Out of the side, Bo McQuarrie on suspension, Jacob Ryan with an injury, and Nathan Murphy with an injury. Essendon, on the other hand, have culled rightfully, in my opinion. Jake Kelly, Jake Stringer, Jai Caldwell, Matt Guelphy, Peter Wright, and Sam Draper, who are all listed as injuries, fascinatingly enough, Liam. So that game took quite a toll uh, 
uh, in various, just, uh, what a massacre. <laughs> anyway, into the side is Kane Baldwin, Nick Bryan, Sam Wiedemann, Will Setterfield, Sam, and Will Snelling. Will Setterfield, Sam, the person you've taken as a personal slight to signing with Essendon because you had a chat with them just before he joined. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Anyone that goes to Essendon after coming to Carlton. But to be fair, it's gone the other way and uh, worked out. Mr. Adam Saad was a great signing. Yeah. Boom, as they say. Uh, Collingwood both <laughs> 10 goals for me, Liam. What, what else have you got to add? Well, Essendon, we know they're in terrible form, but in the last six weeks, they are the worst efficiency team going inside 50. So with Peter Wright out, that's going to be even worse. And Wiedemann, he's been playing back in the VFL. Will as he a go forward as yep. well? Yep. So will he go forward or back? Not sure. And they're also uh, the last team from points from turnovers. So their pressure's off. We've spoken about their defensive issues. What can they do right? Nothing. Let's move on to the next game. <laughs> Sam, your prediction, no, no, please. Before we do, look, I, I think as much as you say that it's not a blockbuster game. Um, Sometimes all you need is a bit of pride and the way Essendon went down in that massacre last week, destroying their final chances, I think for themselves and uh, a good way to go into the off-season, they would like to come out today and give them a crack. Um, It's a rival team. Um, They know they can have a chance of knocking them off the top of the ladder. They know there's that. So sometimes that's all they need, a bit of pride. So... I'm expecting this. There is a bit of a form slump with Collingwood and the Collie Wobbles, as mentioned in that promo. I think they're at the picking here, Collingwood. I know they want to straighten themselves out, but I reckon Essendon will give them a good crack. I don't know if it's going to be enough, but I don't think the smashing, as you're expecting, is going to be accurate, Jason. Well, yeah, on Anzac Day, they should have won that game, if you remember, but it was just that last quarter where the pies are just so good and their pressure was up, so... It's not, as you said, Sam, it's not going to be a smashing. I think it could be a good game. Listen, I'll say this. If Essendon somehow by miracle eke one out, I hope they do it at least for Walla because that's something he's earned. Yeah. But uh, no, it, I, I have no It would no be hilarious though, to know this. that. Go. It would be hilarious to know. out by percentage <laughs> from the Giants last week. You, the biggest hey, challenge you I've, were able to come across. I never rated the Bombers as a top eight side, even from back to round one. I was in agreement. This is a pre-season prediction Sam Menhen had said on this show, and that his prediction for Wooden Spoon was Essendon. And I immediately <laughs> chimed in to say, if Hawthorne don't win it, Essendon will. So I had no optimism going into this year. The fact to finish 10th is a bit of an upgrade, and I kind of hope 10th is where they stick at. So at least there's that subtle sign of improvement. But they, I'm with you guys. They were never a top eight caliber side to begin with. And uh, anyone who tried to point that out, I think, was a bit delusional. Uh, that's Friday. Let's move on to Saturday. <laughs> Hawthorne Two hours, v- 12 minutes. Two hours, 12 minutes away. Going on to Saturday, which is 20 hours away, Hawthorne v Fremantle. Brandon Ryan and Jai Newcomb return. Out is Denver, Granger Barras, Max Ramstein, and Mac- Ramsden? Ramsden, my apologies, and Ned Long. In for Fremantle, Joel Hamley and Michael Walters. That's exciting. Sonny's back. Bailey Banfield out. Jager O'Meara out. And Neil Erasmus. Uh, oh, sorry. Hang on. Esramus. Is that the pronunciation, Sam? Uh, Erasmus, I think. Erasmus. My apologies again. This one, I think, is another one where there's a lot of optimism for the Hawks here, Liam. They, they've been looking good. They're taking some scalps. They're rebuilding beautifully. And Fremantle flatlined 
quite a while ago. Yeah, so the Dockers, we all know, we haven't they haven't had a great season, but let's talk about the Hawks. Um, so they lose Mitch Lewis, which is a quite a big loss. He's been great all season. But we know how the Hawks want to play. They want to attack their number one handballing team in the competition, so they want to move the ball quickly. And I think that might expose the Dockers' defenders. So should be a good game. On talent, I think the Dockers should win, but Hawthorne are in better form. Attitude and grit, I think it's yep. probably the Hawks there. Sam? Um, I think this is going to be a cracker of a clash. I think um, both teams have had an up form in this second half of the year. Fremantle, obviously, disappointing, but uh, I think been very impressed with the Hawks, as we've mentioned. So I reckon this game's going to be actually be a cracker. Um, John Newcomb's been so good for Hawthorne this year. Um, so... I might take Hawthorne. I'm going to take Hawthorne too. Uh, they seem like a scary side if they can start clicking and getting that chemistry going, which we're already seeing mm. now. Imagine that improved in 2024. There's there's excitement down in the Hawkland. Uh, next up is the Kangaroos versus the Gold Coast Sun. North Melbourne have got Charlie Lazaro, uh, Kalen Dawson and Miller Bergman back in the side. Blake Jury is out on the sub. Daniel Howe, Jack Zeeble through, reti- through his retirement uh, last week. Luke McDonald is also out with an injury. And just before we go into the Gold Coast, like best, uh, hopefully he's recovered well, Jack Zeeble, after the terrible attack mm-hmm. last week that has been dominating yep. a bit of footy news in the last week. Just Let's just hope at this point he's uh, doing well in recovery. Goodness me, a, a, champion, of the, a champion of the game deserves some well-earned rest at this point. Uh, for Gold Coast, Alex Davies, Chris Burgess is in, out Bailey Humphrey, Jack Lacocious and Rory Atkins. Jack Lacocious being adds an interesting one, Liam. Uh, Sam, I don't know if uh, if Jerry's going to – is looming over us like a dark shadow, but I kind of want to tip north here because surely their last victory of the year can't come in round two, right? Um, well – I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, I know they say, and there's been a lot of talk this week, um, and you don't want to say the horrible word tank, but with such a prize on the line, which, and again, debatable whether it's a prize or not, because you just don't know what the player's going to be like in three or four years' time um, or one year's time and go to Port Adelaide. <laughs> um, so it is a lottery. So, But I do find it hilarious. I don't know how LDU is injured him at, himself at surfing, that sounds a bit fishy to me, no pun intended. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I reckon this will be a decent game, but uh, I think Gold Coast have got a bright future ahead and they will want to finish the year well. What do you got, Liam? Well, I think it's in the best interest for North Melbourne to lose this game. They'll get pick one. <laughs> I mean, there is no good reason. Yes, the fans want to see some success, but... You want Harley Reid, surely. So just on the LDU surfing injury, it just shows how this joint really needs a shake-up at the end of the season. They really need to lift those standards up if they want to really get out of that bottom four rut. Yep. <sighs> Jerry, if you're listening, I don't want your last win of the year to be round two, and, I want, and uh, I'm going to take north. I just uh, – come on. Come, come on. on, north. <laughs> come on, north. Come on. This is the. Wow. <laughs> yeah, also, also, just to in defensive. No, they're not tanking. How dare you imply any of that? Come on now. All right, this is a game I'm excited for at the Gabba. Brisbane v St Kilda. We've got the Saints man in the room. Well, let's break this down. Jack Hayes is in for the Saints, but out mm. is Max King and Seb Ross. They're the big. They're big names, Liam. 
Yeah, Seb Ross has done another hammy, which is the same one he re-injured a couple of weeks ago, which is not great. Uh, and then Max King, I don't mind him getting rested. It's going to be really hard for the Saints to win this game, especially at the Gabba. So I think the Lions will try and cut out the Saints' uncontested marks. They're the number one marking team in the competition, St Kilda. Uh, so... Geelong and Richmond just really let Hill, Malera, Sinclair just have their own fo- uh, own football at times. So I think the Lions forward line and at the Gabba will be way too strong for St Kilda, Sam. Talk about way too strong before we get to Sam. They haven't made any changes too in terms of the inclusions to the side. All they've needed to do is take Lincoln McCarthy out on an injury. Okay. Plus Eric Whip Hipwood is playing his 150th, Sam. Oh, that's big. Now, Eric's been pretty good this year. Um, so when he is firing the lines, um, uh, well, definitely been flying. And, I guess uh, lack of um, a better term, lethal. As I've mentioned, they are sinking second of the ladder, but we haven't really spoken too much about the line. They have been the kind of the sleeping giants in a way um, because I guess because we've seen them up there for many years. They've just this team that's hung around and they'll get to a, a prelim or a semi and then they're gone. That, that seems to be the way. But I don't know. I think there's something really interesting about the Lions this year um, that I can't wait to see them in, in finals uh, territory. Um, and if they win this, there is a chance they can finish top depending on the results of tonight. Um, but Saints, on the other hand, have surprisingly had a better second half to their year and seeing their coaches cool as a cucumber in their press conference is a scary sight because when he, when he's a happy composed man oh we don't know um and it's been 12 years since um he's coached the saints in a final series so that's going to be interesting i, I reckon this is going to be a cracking game defensively um st kilda will be shutting things down whereas brisbane of course an attacking side so it's definitely going to be halted through the middle. Whoever wins that battle um, is going to... But I think the Lions will be too strong at the Gabatoire. I think Sam has described in detail of what an irresistible force versus immovable object contest will probably play out between inertia. these two sides. That's a, yeah, it's a moment of inertia. inertia. I'll take Brisbane myself. <laughs> Uh, it will be. It's going to be tough for the Saints, I think, Liam. And don't you think, as a supporter? Yes, their forward line, Brisbane on paper, they they are incredible. Right. Now, this is the only game with uh, that has finals ramifications for the bottom 10, and that is Geelong versus the Western Bulldogs, which is at Geelong on Saturday night. Now, Geelong are not qualifying for the final, so it's insane that something that we chicken Jerry about actually did happen, and that is Geelong don't make the eight. So that probably explains a lot of the outs mm. here. In is Mitch Nevitt, Oishin Mullen, uh, Oishin Mullen Oliver Dempsey, Reese Stanley, Sam Mangola, Toby Conway. But have a listen to these outs. Brad Close... Esava Radagulia, Jeremy Cameron, Mitch Duncan Sava. on suspension, Tanner Bruin, Tom Hawkins, and Zach Tui out as uh, sub. So he'll be starting sub. That's mm. a lot of outs. So you can tell they're sort of in the middle of their uh, preparing for 2024 phase, uh, knowing that they're not making finals. In for the dogs, Hayden Crozier, Toby McLean, Tom Libertore out. Bailey Smith with an illness. Jack McRae with an injury. Lachlan McNeil as the starting sub. Taylor Jure, suspension. Sam and Liam. Yeah, so... Wow. Yeah, Sam, you go. Um, massive, massive contest, and it's definitely left the Bulldogs' door open for them. They have not won a game down at Cadinia Park in 20 years, so that makes for an interesting this Saturday night. So, obviously, for the Dogs, they need the Giants to lose. Uh, sorry, the 
as Carlton to win and the Giants to lose and to win this game to make the final series. They've really made it hard for themselves. Um, but as we've said with these incons- inconsistent dogs this year, they they have dropped some games, but somehow out of nowhere they can win them as well. So have um, Geelong which too. They'll will be costly if they don't get this one. Too. This. Sorry, what'd you say? Uh, so did Geelong. They drop a few winnable ones as well, at least this year. They've been there's been inconsistencies yep. there too. So no finals in contention for them. Just playing their young guys. If if the dogs don't get this done. Um, it's going to be, well, serious questions, I think, about their coaching staff, maybe, because uh, this is a must win. Is it an end of, end of an era for Geelong? I know we say it all the time. I probably think they've got probably one more year that can go. That sounds but, fair, um, Sam. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Like, Yes, you get the year in the between. A lot of teams have the premiership hangovers. Um, but uh, to me, they haven't transitioned enough um, to a younger side as quickly as probably they should have um, and had held on. Yes, they got the flag last year, but that might have been kind of the last hurrah for them. Um, so I'm expecting to not really see them. I think the era is closing. So if they don't show up next year, it's definitely over. Yeah, I think even if the Bulldogs do make finals, I think they're making up the numbers, really. They haven't beaten anyone in the top eight. So, uh, yeah, I think Bulldogs will win. They have more on the line. I think so, too. And also the fact that they've rested a whole heap of Geelong superstars, that that it just feels a bit more feasible to get it done. And it's an interesting stat that they haven't beat them in 20 years. I don't think they play them too often at Cadinia Park, do they, Sam? Um, Not too often, but I'd say probably more likely... They are a team to play them down there rather than other some of the big Melbourne teams. There you go. West Coast versus Adelaide. This is more of just what does Adam Simpson's future look oh, like? Oh, did we they, do a tip? Uh, Bulldogs, I think, across the board yep. for all of us. Bulldogs. Yep, yep. West, uh, West Coast Eagles, Adelaide Crows, Optus Stadium, Saturday night, Bradley, Ho, uh, Bradley Hugh, Luke Shuey and Shannon Hearn into the side, Campbell Cessa, uh, Chessa omitted, Elliot Yo injured, Jermaine Jones and Zane True also out of the side. Lachlan Gallant and Patrick Parnell are in for the Crows. Riley Philthorpe omitted. Rory Sloan injured and Shane McAdam injured. They are out. Uh, Well, a crucial error on the AFL's arc department has rendered this game, for the most part, null and void unless percentage plays a role. Is that right, Liam? Yes, that is correct. They maybe could have made it if they won the Sydney Swans game, but... um, they, they just got to forget about it. They were 40 points down, and you probably don't deserve to win if you're 40 points down, 21 to 59, I think it was. So I think West Coast could definitely win this game, do a lift for Luke Shue in his final game and also Shannon Hearn. So what I liked about last week was their experienced players like Tim Kelly, Elliot Yo, really step up. Jerry McGovern makes them a six-goal better team. Your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, interesting one. Um, I don't know if Adelaide will come out really deflated or really angry. Um, It's a bit of a mixed bag, I think. Uh, I think they'd be definitely crushed by missing out on finals, and that's definitely going to be an impact. And uh, the Eagles that we've seen over the last couple of weeks has been a massive improvement. So maybe this might be a tussle, but I think Adelaide will will show how desperate desperate they were to play finals. Um, So I'm expecting... Maybe a bit of a walloping. Feeling mutual, Liam? Adelaide? Yeah, I think Adelaide. 
There you go. Uh, Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Adelaide Oval, we're starting on the Sunday games. The only change made uh, for Port Adelaide is Dylan Williams has been omitted. Uh, in for the Tigers, Jack Bauer, James Trenzi, Sam Banks, Tom Brown, out. Prestia, Rewalt, McIntosh, Marlon Pickett, Trent Cotchin. A lot of the, most of them are mostly through retiring greats. Uh, and we've got a couple of debuts in Tom Brown and James Trenzi. So uh, kind of like Geelong, testing out the new, uh, the new crop of talent, Sam. So is the Channel 7 reporter putting down the microphone and putting the boots on? <laughs> it appears so. No, it's not. But <laughs> Liam. I only just got that joke. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think Port Adelaide too strong at home. Richmond have put on some youngs, youngsters. So, yeah, Richmond haven't had a great month. They've probably checked out a little bit. But, yeah, i don't not sure where they're going to get their goals. For on that note, then Port seems significantly Port. stronger. Unless you take everything away from the Tigers and you get a side with nothing to lose, and they want to claim a scalp mm. and do some damage to the top eight just out of spite, uh, Port are probably going to win this one. Sam, yeah, Port for me too. I think there's a chance they can still finish second, so they'll try for that. Certainly will. Uh, another very interesting one. This is some top eight sides getting a bit of a finals preview here. SCG, Sydney Swans, Melbourne Demons, Joel and Amati into this in for Sydney. Aaron Francis and Ryan Clark out. Ryan Clark listed as the sub. In for the Demons. This is a big one. Bailey Fritch is back in. So the forward line gets a bit of a refuel finally. Uh, also in is Daniel Turner out. Adam Tomlinson, Bailey Laurie and Josh Shackey starting as the sub. Liam Cole. Yeah, I think the Swans should win. I think they're moving the ball really well. They've won six in a row as well. So yeah, I think they're heading nicely. Melbourne, they're I think their average losing margin is 10 points, so they've never been out of a game all season. So that's great. Their defence is stacking up. I think Sydney at the SCG. Fair enough. But thank goodness for Melbourne supporters. Hey, Sam, Bailey Fritch back in the side because it's been a constant criticism for the second half of the season of a very depleted mm. forward line. Yes, no, definitely. And uh, a chance for Sydney to get a home final against St Kilda if they win this. So this is a big chance for them. Do you like your chances at the SCG uh, if that happens, Liam? Well, the Saints did beat the Swans earlier in the season at the SCG, but I'd rather it in Melbourne, Jason. There you have it. Uh, by the way, so they'll we're going to... definitely hunting for a home final. I think Sydney, well, they've, and fair credit to them, uh, I think a lot of us, and including myself, early in the season on the sports desk, definitely shut them down as not having a great year at all. Um, but they've just come back strong and, uh, well, I think it is a good motivator to, to try and get back to that grand final if they can. Yes, and uh, there'll be previews like this coming up next week on the Sports Test. We'll be doing our AFL Finals roundtable discussion with everyone else in the crew and we're going to probably break down it incredibly detailed as, as best we can going into the finals because we've got the finals by to utilise all the all of the data that we've accumulated through the home and away seasons. So stay tuned for more conversations like that. Sam's very proud about this game. This is the reason why even an under-the-weather Sam <laughs> wanted to come in and do this show. Carlton versus GWS. Adam Chera in, Lockie Fogarty in, Mitch McGovern in, Sam Walsh in. Caleb Mablank omitted, Ed Kerno starting as a sub. <laughs> March Bank. March Bank. Yes. Put that on the blooper reel. Mark Pitnett, Patrick Cripps injured, and Sam Doherty injured out for the Blues. Ryan Angwin for GWS. Josh Fahey omitted, and Toby McCullen uh, starting sub for the Giants. Patrick Cripps, however, Sam. 
Yes. No, it was a nice kind of to get the jump on the journalist. Exclusive. Word from uh, a nice source and uh, put that out on Twitter about 12 pm. And now see the journalists are catching up now, so it's good to see. Uh, but yes, no, um, I think this is a scary game to be honest. No time to be complacent, we've got to finish this game strong. Um, uh, to aspect for a home final at the G in two weeks' time, whether it is against them or the Bulldogs. Um, but I, I think it's important that we uh, finish strong. Ten in a row, I, can you believe it, into a final series. This has been the greatest turnaround um, and the wildest ride <laughs> of my <laughs> life so far. I do have a, um, a piece of audio that I'm working on at the minute that we'll be playing over the next couple of weeks Um to, to, to highlight some of the highs and lows of his experience on the sports desk this year. Um, but, yes, the Blue Boys need to be confident. Uh, big ins, I think, Chera and Sam Walsh coming in, massive for the midfield um, and a few defenders-wise. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things now. Selection is becoming very, very hard and how often... Uh, how, well, it just never happens that we're going into a final series where players are coming back... Um, there's still questions. Probably won't get Jack Silvani in contention and probably till after week one of the finals if we make it past that. So, But it is nice to have the options. So no complacency blues. We just got to finish and get 10. Sold out crowd at Marvel almost, I'm pretty sure. All blue. No orange. All blue. <laughs> All blue. <laughs> is that My the God. first? The Giants do scare me. The... You so go, go <laughs> No, all you. Is that the first story exclusive from the sports desk about Paddy Cripps? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a sports desk exclusive. Hey, what do we say at the start of every oh, show? And, and Your maybe, home um... of news and reviews and previews. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do we say? We say it every week. Uh, Liam, do you think the 126 win over Essendon will make the Giants slightly complacent going into this? It's a good question, but I think... Resting Toby Green. No, they Green. need to win. Oh, I they think, do, but they might think, oh, we're good enough to beat Carlton. Did you see, you see what we did last week? Yeah, I think resting Toby Green on the bench midway through the second half will help the Giants. This week he'll be really fired up and fresh to go. So it should be a great game. But I think the Blues, they can't be stopped at the moment. Wow. Yeah, I just, yeah, I hope we can get it done for 10. It would be a nice way to enter the two-week break um, and final series for the first time and f- first time I've ever covered it in any kind of media broadcasting that I can happily talk about the Blues in September. It's going to be an exciting time to be a Sports Desk listener. <laughs> wow. What a weird Sports Desk we've had today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, any final comments going into round 24, Sam and Liam? Uh, Good luck, Jezza. Um, It's going to be interesting. Uh, It's probably not as exciting as we probably had hoped with the amount of teams that could have been. Um, But definitely the highlights, Saturday night, Geelong Bulldogs look out for and the game on Sunday at 6.10pm. So (laughs) double check the clock on Sunday because there's a 12pm game, a 3.20 and a 6 o'clock. 
Do we also have any adventures with you and your pub footy uh, adventures uh, going into the weekend? Ah, second last game will be back next Saturday, so look out for that. Oh. Pride round. Very good. And uh, once again, one our one final message goes off to Jerry. Thank good you. Luck. Uh, all the very best with your 8K run in Canberra. It's very. It'll be very exciting. He will be telling this. I bet you he'll be yes. telling in great detail what happens on Monday. It'll but for Liam and Sam, that's been the sports desk. Thank Thanks you very much. much. We'll see you back on Monday. Uh, check out the podcasts in the meantime. You can check them out on facebook.com forward slash sportsdesksin, the same as Instagram, sportsdesksin. And the podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google, or everywhere else you get on your podcast platform. Check us again on Monday, 5 p.m., same time as usual. I'm Sam. Uh, I'm not Sam. I'm Jason. <laughs> Sam's here live via satellite. And Liam Cole is in stitches. See you Monday. <laughs>